Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast, where we feature our interview with guitarist Andy Marsh from Thy Art is Murder. We were lucky enough to catch the band Saturday, April 21st in Asbury Park at the House of Independence. Um, what an amazing show, man. They uh, were direct support for Dying Fetus, and uh, also on the bill was uh, Rivers of Nile and um, Enterprise Earth, so... Um, man, just a fantastic freaking night of metal in Asbury Park. Um, it's just funny because as a music fan, you know, when I hear Asbury Park, I think Springsteen, <laughs> you know, automatically. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, the club was jumping last night with death metal. Um, each band was just phenomenal. Um, Rivers of Nile, my first time seeing them. And, uh, I'm a fan for sure now after seeing them live. Um... And then Thy Art came on and absolutely decimated the crowd. So uh, Nick and I were uh, lucky enough to interview um, Andy Marsh again. Probably, I guess, our fifth time interviewing him now. And uh, yeah, on the streets of uh, Asbury Park, we were just hanging out, uh, chatting with them. And uh, had a really cool interview, uh, which uh, you know Nick took the reins on and uh, did a fantastic job. Um, we'll play that in a moment. The band has uh, tonight, uh, Sunday, April 22nd, as their last show on this tour. Um, and then they'll be on a little break, but you'll hear from the interview. Um, there are more tours to come, so you know, stay tuned to them guys on their website, thyartersmurder.net, and of course they're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, but my God, uh, <laughs> live, there's nothing like these guys just unbelievable um watching cj do his thing on vocals and uh andy and sean on guitar is just uh i can't say it enough as a fan of death metal and of this band just one hell of a night man so uh, check it out this is our interview with andy marsh of thy art is murder so andy yesterday was 420 and thy art landed at the new england metal and hardcore festival how was the holiday um well i don't smoke weed i smoke six um in fact, no one really got high yesterday that I saw, except for one friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while, and he arrived and was really high, and then he unarrived, and I didn't see him for the rest of the day. <laughs> so <laughs> no he, one did. So he had a good time. I, yeah, I guess, or he had a real bad time and had to go home, but otherwise the festival was great. It was the first time we played there in four years, so... You know, it's good to be back in New England. Yeah, I always wanted to check that one out. Um, your your buds from Fit for an Autopsy were there too. I'm yep. sure they crushed it. Yeah, they they absolutely killed it. Um, and then Will, who's like the link between our two bands, uh, he was also there. So it was just like a really good day. A lot of a lot of good bands, a lot of friends in bands. I didn't realize until recent that he engineered and produced uh, Dear Desolation, right? Yeah. He's done That's our crazy, last three man. records, and really? he does well, all of the Fit for an Autopsy records. Now, I have to say, you said it, you don't smoke, but on March 30th, you posted that picture, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, and I responded back by saying, that's some kind of sunflowers you got there, buddy. Explain that. <laughs> so, a lot of people don't realize I'm half American, and I've lived in the States for a long time, and all of my family is American, except for like five people in Australia. So, uh, my aunt, it's like, rec is legal in Washington State, and she runs two massive uh, grow facilities. Nice. Uh, called Hoke Greenery. 
Uh, I have an uncle who's a truck driver. It's just, just yeah. not the same, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So, I saw on her Instagram, if you went on her Instagram, you'd be like, blown away. Wow. And I was like, what in the hell does my aunt do? <laughs> so, uh, I hit her up. I'm like, hey, I don't smoke, but some of my band do, and they'd probably like to check out your facility. And she was like, yeah, come on by. So, we did, and it was insane. There's thousands and thousands of plants. How many doggy bags did you bring out? Uh, she gave some samples to the other guys. Not for me, but yeah. There's a lot. I'd never seen that much ever in my life. That's crazy, man. No one else in the band ever saw anything like it, so. And her address is what? <laughs> Somewhere in uh, Tacoma, Come on, Nick, let's go to Washington. Know, I don't know. Yeah. All right, um... So the tour has a banging lineup, you know, Dying Fetus, Enterprise, Rivers of Nile. You guys happy to be on this tour? Yeah, we're really stoked. I uh, started putting together the lineup like six months ago, uh, and we kind of just knew it was going to be with Dying Fetus, and then uh, Enterprise Earth kind of came into the fold, and Rivers of Nile had a new record, so it just made sense to, right. to get all those bands. Yeah. So, so I, I actually put out the new Enterprise Earth single on my record label, Human Warfare. How's that so going? It's going all right. So that's like how they got on the tour. And then uh, Sanction, which is like this really cool up and coming hardcore band from Long Island that's managed by a friend of ours. We got them on as well. So it kind of came together like that. The uh, Human Warfare has got a pretty banging uh, list of artists so far, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming along. I mean, it's like a real small, it's just like a hobby, you know, more yeah. than anything for me to, to bring vinyl into Australia. Uh, so it's, it's mainly because I spoke to we just we just interviewed them uh, Enterprise yeah. and I asked them about that they said it's mainly for vinyl yeah yeah so it's like a for them actually it's a worldwide thing uh, so I'm doing it like everywhere is it like a label or like a distribution it's or? a it's a label like I have a distribution deal with okay. a distributor in Australia and nice. then we can do digital for the world okay cool uh, but mostly at, at the moment it's been I mean I put out the Thy Art record in Australia by myself uh, with a lot of help, obviously, from my distributor, Rocket. And, uh, you know, and then I'll probably, hopefully, do the, the new fit for an autopsy records. Um, and I'm bringing, like, vinyl down under as well, because, obviously, it's pretty expensive to mass-produce vinyl sure, in sure. Australia. So we sure, just yeah. chip in on the on the pressing for the world and take You gotta do something for Records for a day. You know, they had they, they just yeah, had it yesterday, just but they have another one in September, so maybe... Yeah, you know. I'll, I'll do one for that one, because I am, uh, like I said, I'm still like a hobbyist. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously I'm out on this tour, so... Sure, sure, sure. It's a one-man operation. It's truly a one-man operation. Yeah. Like, I can't be everywhere and doing everything at once. Yeah. So I just gotta, you know, learn the ropes and figure it out as I go. I gotcha. Well, you've got a, obviously a lot of uh, connections, and I had just seen a video, I don't know when it was recorded, but you went through backstage and talked about all your... All the um, the sound equipment that you use on stage. Yeah, so very, uh, very technical. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but yeah, it, was, it was kind of um, cool to see it, though. I mean, a lot of people ask us what we use and how to do what we do, and we travel a lot in uh, in a more economical way than a lot of bands do. So it was like it was fun for me to do it, and this uh, Mixdown magazine in Australia really wanted to kind of pick my brain because I design everything everything's custom made i mean i i couldn't believe that all the cabinets and yeah, know, yeah yeah so the fittings things are custom made yeah <laughs> obviously like there's a lot of responsibility on my shoulders with managing the band and, and whatnot and uh designing the show so it just made sense to i mean i know a lot about audio equipment so i designed a, a complete system for us to tour the world on yeah. and then built it and that's what we use 
so I guess if you want to know how to put it together, I guess just ask me. <laughs> so, so that's what they did, and, uh, and uh, you know, the reaction's been really cool, like a really informative. Uh, there's no secret that we're trying to keep. Like, I, I want all bands to kind of know or be able to learn from my experience, as limited as it may be. Like, you know, they might yeah. take something away from it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one more show tomorrow in New York, yes. and it's family time. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, got, I got like a couple of days of work in New Jersey, Monday and Tuesday, and then I'll be straight back to Minneapolis to see my kid. So but, when you're off the road, is music, you know, really a thing, or is it more family? Uh, definitely isn't really a thing, uh, except for when we got to start writing, and then it kind of becomes like this late-night hobby or whatever free time you end up having away from doing normal stuff. You ever go to shows or anything? Or uh, yeah, I, kinda, I, I, try, away, I try or? to go to as many shows as I can. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm playing a lot of shows, but I think it's really important that as someone that benefits from the music scene to give back a lot and attend as many shows as I can and support yeah. as many bands that I enjoy at least, you know. Wow. Uh, and just check out talent and, and see who's doing what, and, you know. So I probably go to two or three shows a week. Seriously? Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, I'd probably go to more shows than anyone. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm playing so many as well, you yeah, know. Yeah, sure, sure. So we spoke, you know, many times before, and we always talk about the album that's out. Well, you know, it's been a year. Yeah. So today I want to talk about the songwriting. Yeah. So Death Dealer, for an example, the guitar in the back, you know, at what point is that brought up to add, you know, to the, um, to the song? Into the, I mean... So that's like a that's a Sean Delander song. He's like the riff master of the band. It's like in the intro, there's like this guitar in the back, but then it comes again about three or four times in a song, and it's not like just the intro. I mean, it carries through. Yeah, it's you like know? a uh, that one was a, a real eerie one. Like we we always have these songs that tell a story or are very visual. Uh, like on Holy where I guess you would say it was Fur and Claw which is also another Sean song so he's really good at crafting like these visual landscapes musically that give me like a better platform to write storytelling lyrics over you know because obviously not all of our songs are geared towards that that level of imagery or vividness right and that one just felt really uh, you know dark and it kind of drew me in and, and it's also better for me because I didn't write the music either you know, and then after that, he, he had, like, the whole song, and I can't remember exactly. I think I did most of, like, the lead stuff and the ambient stuff. So if he doesn't have an idea for it, then I'll just... If he wants me to, I'll just do whatever it is that I feel like should go over it. And uh, sometimes you just come up with real simple motifs and ambient or melodic kind of parts and they end up being, like, a, a different theme that kind of binds the song together it's just crazy to me because you know obviously you know we've all been told us who are not musicians that you know someone brings a, a riff or a, a chord progression or something and you kind of build off of that but then there's these little things in the background like is that in in post-production or is that you know like the engineer um, says we need something over here or yeah the, you know, so the, there's a lot of elements towards that like it might just be that sean or i on one of our songs is tapped out you know out of ideas and we might say hey I need something can you come up with something like everything I'm doing sounds weird or everything he's doing he doesn't like and so we can just trade it to each other um, sometimes when we get to the pre-production stage uh, we might not have had anything or thought that it needed anything and Will our producer will say hey we need something else here like you guys go away and like come up with something 
in the next couple of days before we get to this song recording wise we do it that way um and then sometimes you know it just gets towards the end and uh with this album we did like a lot of revising and and culling and making things streamlined so we might get to the end and all the all the vocals are in now and you go, oh, well, we don't need that anymore because the vocal is a big part there. Or, okay. or we need something else because the vocals are more of a background thing. Right. And uh, at that point, when you start to see more of the bigger picture, you can kind of fill in the gaps. Oh, and go, yeah, we need like a little bit more seasoning or a little bit less. It just boggles my mind how songs get written. I mean, like, at what point do you say, I'm done? <laughs> you know, uh, like, I'd always be like, well, no, you know. Yeah. It's crazy to me, man. For us, <laughs> now at this point, we're just trying not to overcook things. Yeah. Uh, with Holy War and Hate, there's a, lo- a lot of guitar layers, and we'll just be building up these sound- soundscapes and like more stuff. And oh, this sounds cool, so let's add that. And then someone else will do something, and go, oh, well, this will sound good with that, and we'll add that in. And it sounded great. Whereas this one, we just try to be like, okay, what's the dominant feature here, and let that shine. And you know, it's cool. Yeah. And then the result is a lot of people said it's our most ambient like you know melodic dark record today but it has way less parts yeah that's crazy and I I think that says a lot to the fact that by only choosing a few things it lets them stand out and puts the focus on that ambience lets it breathe a little more yeah as opposed to it just being this full on wall of sound Mm -hmm. so you're talking about how you know it's family and then when songwriting is kind of like a hobby uh-huh. so when all that starts you guys kind of like meet up or like phone calls no we mostly do it separate um we talk loosely i mean we've talked a little bit about different global ideas for the next one like oh maybe we should strip it back or maybe we should make it a little bit more technical or very simple not instructions but like vibes like hey what do you want to do like do you want to make it heavier do you want to make it more about the vocals or this or that and we don't just, go clean okay oh yeah, yeah no please uh, it's not something that I think that this band is capable of thank you people will write us up and say oh why are you limiting yourself and it's like well that's just the context of how we enjoy hearing our band and you know if we wanted to have singing we probably wouldn't want to have it be in death metal songs we'd want to write rock songs or you do a different band I mean that's yeah, exactly that's where side come in you know what I'm saying exactly like oh I want to have a band that has lots of singing like I'll start a side project rock band or you know or a guy like John 5 comes to mind because like his zombie stuff is what it is and his Manson stuff you hear his solar shit it's completely yeah, it's different country you know? metal so like, go do that don't yeah, do that on the zombie record yeah, you know exactly you know it's, it's just about <laughs> I never understood that man it's like building a a house and then putting all different kinds of fittings and tiles and woodwork and furniture that doesn't make any sense like let that house have its thing and that's it and that's what this band is and good deal you know. so yeah how has it been having CJ back on the road uh, you know it's been fantastic um, when he left he was a dickhead he'll say that he was a dickhead everyone says that he was no one liked him he didn't like anyone he didn't like himself um, and obviously, you know, he's gone through a, a lot of issues with like drug addiction, depression, and whatever it else was that he was going through. And, and now he's a much better person, and it's kind of a it's good. It's good to have like your friend back, you know. When you lose yeah. someone to like a, you know, that that dark cloud, it's very easy to kind of not like them. And we didn't like him, and he didn't like us, and you know, it's it's kind of 
it's back to how it was before he went through all those issues and that's a great thing that's good so after your summer killing it across Europe what's next for thy art uh, I'm starting to look into that now uh, like we have all our plans it's just about putting pen to paper and making them like concrete but you know we'll do a one two three more tours after Europe for the year damn uh, I think yeah one two three more tours and then uh, then we got another tour for next year already booked and then another bunch of stuff after that so I mean yeah we're kind of solid for a year or so from now so if anyone wanted to learn about new music it's a ways off it's a little ways off I mean we'll probably start writing pretty soon um, you know I guess the album only came out eight nine months ago now yeah, it's fairly new yeah. but for us I mean we've, we've recorded it in 2016 so, I mean, for us, the writing process for that record, I mean, the bulk of it was nearly, you know, we are close to being done with whatever we took in the studio almost two years ago now. So, for us, creatively, it's like, okay, like, we can start thinking about that now. And it's, it's not like we have to or whatever. It's just that after a certain amount of time, you become free to want to write again. Because it does, it does feel like a bit of a chore. It drains you a lot. Mm you have to focus and think about you know what you want to create and then it, it really kind of depletes you creatively and then and it's uh, your job it's your career it's not like you're just making a little poem or something i mean yeah. if you, if you rush into something and it sucks then uh, who oh, knows yeah. what happens you yeah. know you can't it's, it's a full-on process i mean we've, we're writing hours and hours of music we might end up with 30 or 45 minutes of music on a cd but we made way more than that and then then we had to write lyrics for sometimes more songs than what are on the album. And then we have to record them and produce them and mix them and then release them and do the whole creative thing with making an album like artwork and song titles and release schedules and music videos. So that whole thing kind of goes into this one big feeling of, of this pool of energy that you, you put out. And, you know, after a year or so, you want to do it again. But I don't know what you're talking about. Rock stars, you know, you guys got the easy life, man. You, yeah, you, know, you put out an album, you go party on the road, you come back. I mean, yeah, it's we, not a lot of work. We don't party that much anymore. <laughs> uh, we're getting older, you know. Um, I haven't been anywhere for more than two weeks in a stretch for, like, nearly two years. Well... So that means I haven't seen my girlfriend for more than two weeks. I haven't seen my daughter for more than two weeks. Thank God for FaceTiming and oh yeah, you know. You know. I, I mean, so it it's not the hardest job. I mean, we love what we do. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Right. But it does. You know, grass is always greener. Yeah, it's just hysterical because you know when I first got into this six years ago, it's like you know, oh, you got it. You know, you're talking to rock stars. They're just. I'm like, no, dude. These guys work. Like they work. You yeah. Know? I'm sure there are some that just kind of skate, but you yeah, know, you, you know, like, be on, like like you said, you got it's uh, what is it, April? You got a European tour and then three more tours after that. You're oh yeah, chilling out until the next and, record comes. And there's you know? not more than like a couple weeks in between any of those, so. Uh, you know, we'll see you back in the states again. You might do in the fall. Cool. So yeah, I'm trying well, to. I'm, I'm sure we'll track you down wherever the hell that is, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully in the states in the late fall. But cool. We'll see. I appreciate your time as always, my friend. No worries. All right, that was our interview with Andy. Yeah, just great insight into uh, music, the band, songwriting. Um, Andy knows it all, so it, it just it's great to talk to him. 
you really get you know some backstory into some of the songs and uh you know what he does for the band so um hopefully we'll see him again uh as he said there we'll see him hopefully in the fall uh, this year in the states stay tuned to the website theartismurder.net for all tour information and uh, news and so forth and um yeah thank you guys for stopping by